Hello and welcome. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm your host, Meg Berryman, and this is the Beyond Being Well podcast. Here at the show, we are passionate about helping you. Helping you build deep relationships with yourself, the earth, and others. Helping you foster a deep, embodied sense of well-being and empowerment. Helping you slow down, work sustainably, and consume mindfully. And helping you create social change from the inside out. So settle in, get cosy, and let's get straight on with the episode. Hello, it's your host Meg, and here we are again for another episode. And I just want to really say that I'm so grateful for um, you listening. It really just makes me so happy when I hear that you've been listening or that a certain episode has resonated. I'm particularly appreciative of those of you who have left a review on iTunes. This podcast is now ranked on Apple iTunes, which I'm so stoked about. And I'm really passionate about continuing to activate leadership from a place of wholeness and wellness uh, and deep connection. And so if you do resonate with anything on the podcast, I would love if you could share it in your Insta stories and tag me or leave a review on iTunes or just share it um, with someone that you think also shares your socially inspired values. It really just makes my um, capacity to continue creating a lot of free content. Um, It just helps me with that. So thank you very much in advance for that. Uh, Today I've got a great episode for you and it's one that I recorded quite a while ago now and I'm really happy to be releasing it now because I feel like every time I go to listen to a podcast at the moment I'm like, ah, I really don't want to talk about the coronavirus situation and I just want to listen to uplifting and inspiring and deeply compassionate kinds of um, podcasts that can continue to just help me go on about with my day-to-day life. I feel like we're kind of at saturation point and so my commitment is to continue sharing um these episodes and conversations just in the same way I always have these conversations around spirit, sustainability, social change, inner empowerment, and deep holistic well-being. Um, I remain passionate about those things. My leadership remains focused on those things. And while there is an awful lot of things happening in and around us, I think if anything, these messages are more important than ever. So that is my commitment to you. Before I introduce Emma and um, share a little bit about the episode, just a really quick reminder that for those of you in business that are wondering what the fuck to do over the next four months um, and how you can go on doing your thing and leading in the current climate, I'm opening up my Unbound um, space for a four-month circle experience. The one thing that is holding me really well at the moment is the investments that I made prior to this all happening. And even though our material wealth, I shared it in my uh, very vulnerable email this week, that our material wealth situation isn't great over here right now for us. Um, I'm really committed to investing in those 
courses and those masterminds and those circles because they are really helping to hold me through this um and so i completely understand everyone is in a very different financial situation which is why i'm going to continue providing a lot of free content which is why i've opened up the school for sacred social leaders facebook group which you can find on facebook and just request to join and there's so much free content embodiment practices master classes we're having our first free community circle soon um but for those who are looking for a little more um intuitive and one-on-one support as well as support with other socially inspired business owners i've opened up the unbound space for four months you get access to all six replays of building a socially conscious business um, as well as four new trainings and weekly circles and it's the most divine space that we've co-created and i would love to have you in it we start just after easter so you can go to megberryman.com unbound and then on the 21st of april my grounded program is starting i've invited seven incredible guest mentors to come into that program and teach us about tantra and sleep and nutrition and um energy and parenting and it's just going to be a deeply divine space to get seriously resourced so that we may come out of the other side of this um in the best possible chance of um activating our leadership leading our communities within our families building bridges between the old world and the new so that is um devotional self-care social leadership it's like i'm so excited about the program because i'm going through this process myself of even though my material wealth is uh, precarious right now my inner wealth has never been better um, my health has is, is on a massive upward trajectory because i'm dedicated to that and i'm really focusing on the resources that are here rather than the resources that aren't so if you want to lead from wholeness and well-being not from martyrdom or um scarcity then you will want to be joining that program both of those unbound and grounded programs are super affordable so much value and i would love to have you in the school so go to megberryman.com to find out more okay so today i'm interviewing the wonderful emma Makepeace. Um, she's a yoga teacher she's a writer she's a self-care advocate but she's just an all-round great human and we just have a really deep honest conversation about um how she was activated into devotional self-care and activated into leadership and the changes that she's made in her family and life to slow down become more intentional and she shares some of what she's teaching at the moment as well so i really hope that this um, conversation is soothing to your soul recording it was certainly um so for me and i'm really looking forward to connecting with you really soon um lots of love and hope you and all yours are well and safe and i'm sending all the long distance hugs from here here's my chat with emma emma welcome to the podcast Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I am too. And I know we've had a couple of false starts because we're both mums and, you know, finding times to connect is, um, can be difficult, but I'm feeling like the timing today is actually perfect. And and this was meant to happen today. So thank you for being here. Me too. 
Beautiful. Me too. I think it was just waiting for some space in the new year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like with the new moon and um, just the energy at the moment, it feels like new year for a lot of people today, you know, like this, this period it feels like uh, there's kind of a, a – there was maybe a lack of clarity in the first bit of the new year, but now I feel like there's a, there's a different energy in the collective and – yeah, let's see what comes through. So mm. I would love to start by asking you the question I ask everyone, and that is what is the change that you want to see in the world at the moment and how are you currently working towards that or expressing that? Oh, there's been one that has just, it came through at the end of last year in, in around November and and it simplify, just that word simplify like for myself, for my family, for the world at large, you know, with so much going on energetically and physically, you know, in Australia with the devastating bushfires and things like that, it just keeps coming back to this notion of simplify where getting rid of decluttering all that excess stuff that we don't need, whether it be thoughts or material possessions or you know, just coming back to what is simple for us. And then something that's, I guess, flowed on from that is this belief in ourselves as well um, that, you know, that we we can function together um, simply. Like there doesn't need to be all this excess stuff or um, one of the beautiful things that I find coming, particularly, you know, it's so relevant to us right now, with the bushfires is this coming together in that nobody is waiting for somebody to take charge. It's just everybody's coming together and believing in themselves that they can create change. And so, yeah, simplify and believe would be, they're the ones that just have really, really resonated with me at the start of this year and from late last year too. Mm. I love what you said about, just this how it can be simple how the coming together can be simple and Mm. I wonder whether you're open to sharing I guess your journey to getting to the point where this feels really present and you're able to I guess see what I love to teach is that is that correlation between your individual perspectives and work and inner work and the collective like how what's led you here and what are some of those moments that have defined um where you currently stand gosh (laughs) there there was a big one um a few years back and I at the time was uh, doing a PhD in creative writing and I was about two-thirds of the way through And I was also trying to conceive um, my first child and wasn't going fabulously. Um, And so there was a lot of pressure on just doing, you know, all the things. And and I loved what I was doing. And I was actually in Malawi um, in southern central Africa doing my research project, which was on co-creating stories with young women um, so that it was about not othering voices so that um, because there was a gap in storytelling of, you know, one other voices other than white privileged um, voices and two from 
that in between sort of, you know, not adults yet, but not children either. So that teen and a little bit just coming into womanhood age. Um, and it, I had done some work um, with institutions and an orphanage and some other um, charities over in Malawi. And so that was how, you know, these stories were inspiring and how could they be told but not in my voice because it wasn't my place to tell them. So that was a whole other lifetime ago where I was, you know, going over there to do this research project with um, a group of young women where we would co-create. So I would share my skills in creative writing um, and they would write their stories and then we would work together editing them and things like that. Um, and on my second day in Malawi, I was heading to the university to meet with um, the creative writing, uh, one of the professors there, and I was in a car accident where a young woman ran, or ran out from behind a truck on the other side of the road and ran directly in front of our car and was hit. Um, being that we were in the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, we were sort of a good 20 minutes from the nearest town where there was anywhere to take her we put her in the car and took her um to the hospital and she passed away shortly after arriving um which was incredibly traumatic um to have witnessed and we found out shortly afterwards as well that she had been pregnant with her first child and so for me that just brought up everything um because i had been you know going on this journey myself of fertility and so guilt came up blame just all of these anger everything you know that this wasn't fair and then sitting there um afterwards just allowing myself to feel everything that came up i realized that the universe had just gifted this incredible message of slow down, take off your blinkers, pay attention to what's going on around you because otherwise it will all come to a crashing halt. And it still gives me goosebumps mm, remembering me that yeah. message that came through because I was being presented with a choice. Keep pushing through and, you know, um, trying to do all the things and eventually something's got to give or stop, slow down and what is it that I really truly desired for my life in that moment and it was that I needed to take care of myself. If I was ever to have a baby, I needed to stop and take care of myself and my family first. Um, I, I'm a stepmom, and so I came home, made the decision to come home, and and ended up um, not continuing on with with my PhD, and did a whole. You know, there were layers and layers and layers upon layers of things to work through. Um, and at one point, I was sitting on the beach with my husband one afternoon in summer and burst into tears. I just had this overwhelming rush of energy come up through the sand and it just said, it's not your time. And I looked at him and I said, we're not supposed to try IVF. We're not supposed to keep forcing this. Like, 
I have to let it go. I have to let falling pregnant go. And so we did. We didn't go down the IVF route um, and we we just stopped and fully accepted and embraced the life that we had and the children that we have in our family. Um, one is my stepdaughter and the other is her half-sister. Um, you know, she is part of our family. And when we did that, we fell pregnant mm. without even expecting it or you know the timing none of the timing matched up or anything like that but it happened and we just laughed we laughed and laughed and laughed when it happened because we were like oh there's that surrender thing that we keep talking about doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this is what it feels like so yeah that's that's in a nutshell what led me to this journey of simplifying and surrendering um because you know life is so incredibly precious and to have witnessed it taken away so quickly um was a real wake-up call to you know really go what is important to me what what brings joy to my life and to live that in each moment and live it slowly. it doesn't need to be hard mm-hmm. so, mm. I um I absolutely love that story and I just want to like thank you so much for sharing it because what's so clear you were having a conversation off air before we pressed record about the feeling of always being in an in-between period of like I I'm Mm. not there but I'm not here and I think that that feeling is so pervasive because that feeling is being taught and conditioned to the point where we embody it and that feeling is actually Mm. that this present moment isn't right or it's not enough which by extension Mm. we're carrying um we're carrying like I'm not enough, you know, there's not, there's something wrong with me that I need to change. And so Mm -hmm. to have that moment of such clarity of, um, of, of like that, that moment in Malawi, it just feels so potent that you were able to respond to the signs Mm. of life that were being shown to you that, that what life was showing you, you were able to respond. And I think until we can, move to a place of like this moment is okay and there's actually nothing to get mm. to or behind or like this this moment is is nothing but just this moment then yeah. we can respond to those signs rather than trying to force it through intellect or willpower alone that actually if mm. we just responded to what was in front of us in the present moment in your case you know the identity shifts with with moving away from your PhD and fertility journey and then this this traumatic event, you know, responding to those led you here. And so we don't need to go and invent challenges or, like, come up with different mm. ways or, like, or do a course necessarily. It's like these moments in yeah. life are being presented to us all the time and we have a choice in those moments of how to respond. And so I just loved everything you said about... Um, that you were listening and that you were open have you always Mm. kind of been connected 
in a deeper way to spirit or source or has that come later in life as well? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> there was there was a moment um, 10 years ago this year actually where I went travelling overseas and met up with a, a friend of mine and, um, again, another one of those little universal assignments or nudges where it's just the synchronicity of it. You know, we knew each other for one year and one day, um, met in Peru together in Malaysia and then met up again in Thailand where, you know, we just both happened to be there at the same time. Um, His visa hadn't been approved for India and I had lost all my money playing blackjack poker in Vietnam. And so backtracked to Thailand to pick up my backpack and make my way home a month early. Um, I don't even play, like I don't even gamble. So I don't, it was just one of those random things that happened and um when I walked into the hostel he was sitting at the computer um at reception and he was like what are you doing here I was like I just lost all my money I have to go home he's like what are you talking about and anyway so I explained the story to him and he was like this is you know are you paying attention to your life and I'm like, yeah, of course I am. And he's like, no, no. Like, are you paying attention to what is going on? Because, you know, how? How is this happening? And and it really struck me, you know, it was something that he'd said to me a few times in the time that I knew him about paying attention. You know, are you paying attention to this moment? And because I would just be rushing through everything, you know, this perfectionist, tendencies to just keep going and do more and more and be busy all the time and so yeah bringing me back to that awareness and that was where it started was are you paying attention and it kind of became my catch cry for the next 10 years um where I now go you know something's happening around me I go okay are you paying attention here don't react don't rush through don't ignore it what is being presented to you here? Um, and yeah, so that was that was really where it started, um, where I began the journey of sort of just shedding a lot of layers of ways of being, and it has continued. I love it. A, fr- a mentor today, a couple, like last week, was asking me about my water tank, which is leaking. And she was just asking me, like, what is that about? Mm. Like, what is, what's that sign? What's happening? And, and mm. it took me like three or four goes of thinking that I knew what it was or wanting to preempt the answer of like, it's this, it's this, it's this. And, you know, the constructed answer from a reaction or from a, from Mm. a past wound, right. Of like a past story or a story that I'm still carrying. It's about my energy leaks. It's about blah, blah. And it took me ages to actually hit on the right thing. And when you hit on the right thing, right, it's a whole body experience of like, that's Mm. the truth. And I love it too, because these these moments that you're describing and the stories that you're telling to me 
cut through the idea that it's we live in a linear world where it's all about getting from A to B, mm. that actually, like, your PhD yeah. served its beautiful purpose, right? Like, that moment served its purpose. Mm. So finishing it is neither here or there. That's a construct. It's a linear, like, idea of yeah. success that we live by. But yeah. are we actually willing to let go of the paths that we thought we would go down once we've learned the lesson. And I think that's a really interesting mm. concept as well. Yeah. No, I had a I had a friend say to me the other day, I'd made her up an essential oil blend and she was like, you just know what to put in this. And I said, oh, I'm thinking of, you know, doing some aroma, like an aromatherapy course this year. And she caught, like she pulled me up and she was like, Perhaps if you did that, though, that would take away from what you know, like what you intuitively know. And because then you would be in this space of what you should be doing, um, investing yourself. And I was like, whoa, mind blown. You know, I, I do, you know, and we all do. We all have that innate ability to research and analyze the data presented to us or the information presented to us and make those conscious decisions um and something that i've been unpacking i guess or is going through this unlearning of you know we're taught or where there's this preconceived notion that you go to school and then you go and get a degree and that, you know, those are the steps that you take. And if you don't have those pieces of paper to prove your worth, Mm -hmm. are you worthy? And that's one that I just, you know, when she said that to me, I was like, oh, I'm so worthy without the piece of, like another piece of paper. Totally. don't need another piece of paper to prove that I, you know, that I know what I feel and what I know, like it's in my bones, it's in my body. And when we do surrender and simplify, we can begin to connect with that because we know ourselves. So when those little feelings come up, we begin to believe them and trust them instead of rushing past them. Mm-hmm. yeah on the way to what we think is the is the solution mm. it's so interesting just um hearing you talk about yeah like inner knowing and intuition and how the simplifying is the way to kind of know more deeply and to trust that we know mm. and what i love is that when i put the call out and you and I had connected on Instagram earlier, but I put the call out for who was going to come on the podcast and you said, um, I'll do it, right? And then we were having a conversation mm-hmm. before about, you know, stretching into uncomfortable territory and putting ourselves in um, things that we desire, but we kind of have to mm-hmm. become the person <laughs> that does the podcast <laughs> along the way, which is so profound. And, and I think it's this thing of like, when we're looking for someone external to validate our inner knowing, mm. then that's yeah. when the problems start, right? Because if you th- if you want another piece of paper or you want someone to come and ask you to be on their podcast or you're waiting for someone to come and validate mm. and tell you that you're worthy, 
like in the meantime we're Mm. just we're missing out on these open doors that are in front of us right and that willingness to say Mm. i'm game you know like i'm i I can see this opportunity i can see this window and i'm and i'm willing to step through it because i'm validating myself in that process yeah yeah totally you know there there is there is a time and a place for gaining qualifications in things um but there is also you know and this is where i think a lot of us are starting to unravel those i guess a lot of it is patriarchal um expectations or constructs of the order that we do things in or you know what makes us valid and for I know myself um, and other women that I have spoken to or worked with, you know, it's about just shedding all of that and going, hang on, these don't actually work for us. You know, if I'm going, if I'm going to do a qualification, it's because I desire to do that, not to prove that I'm worthy to somebody else. It's because it's something that I desire to do. Um, Mm. it's so much there's so much in just this one example I think that I see come up so often and I'm sure you do too Mm. because I feel like sometimes when we have an intuitive knowing and then we follow that what we feel like we have to do to justify that decision to other people is to make the thing we're stepping away from bad right so it's like this Mm, like we almost have to create polarity to get congruence within ourselves but then I think there's this process of like so for example when I burnt out from my career I had to make that bad in order to step into what I was becoming Mm. but then there's like this um inclusion that needs to happen which I think is so profound because we are talking about simplifying and surrendering but actually to me those two elements are actually about including all of our experience which feels like it's clutter but it's not Mm. because it's actually just saying I'm clean I'm whole right like I don't need to cut off these parts of myself I don't need to disintegrate into all these different parts and then keep all of these different parts like alive and thriving feeding all these different like parts Mm. of me with my energy actually I can really congruently say that I have three degrees and many pieces of paper Mm. and each of them served their purpose, not in terms of an intellectual knowing, but in terms of just moving me toward my purpose, even if it was, Mm. that's not for me, you know, even if it was a knowing of that's not my path, they all served a really important purpose. And then if you think about the profound effects of including all of our experiences and all of the parts of ourselves on our parenting, on our relationships, on everything, Mm. on actually creating inclusive communities. How the fuck are we going to include people in our communities when we can't include parts of ourselves? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. So I, I really hear this idea of simplifying, going far beyond, I imagine, just the external, like, decluttering of our environment. And I wonder whether if you want to share your own process or the process you work with others on how to actually practically start to think about simplifying in a sustainable way so we don't just declutter again. Mm, One of my absolute favourites over the past few years has been setting boundaries 
And boundaries originally felt like such a limiting word to me. And I have come to embrace it and love it. And, you know, it is so just honoring of self where you go, do you know what? This is what I will, um, you know, this is what I desire for my life and this is what I don't. And you are free to choose and change that and those boundaries throughout, but knowing what they are, um, you know, and Brennan does amazing work on this um, and, you know, it is a great place to start with reading, but it's also one of the places that I start with the women I work with um, is just on, one, getting to know who you are, um, you know, in that conversation I shared before about paying attention Um, One of the other questions that my friend at the time was, what do you love? And I answered with, I rambled off all this stuff, and he was, you've just answered with we've been hanging out. And I was like, what? And he's like, what lights you up? What do you love? And I couldn't give him a single answer because I didn't know I'd been people-pleasing for so long and rushing through life, I know what lit me up. And I had to really sit with that, and it was uncomfortable. And so once I started to dive into that, what lit me up, what did I love, then I could start to set boundaries about what I would accept within my life and what I wouldn't based on what lit me up so that I was, you know, simplifying I wasn't feeling like I had to say yes to everything to please everybody else anymore because I knew that it wasn't in alignment with me so yeah that was they are sort of the two starting points and and the third one that I I you know found really helpful particularly after the accident in Malawi was having a self-care plan so when you know that there are specific things that trigger you or that you react to um identifying a plan of tools or resources or people to connect with when those moments hit so that you don't have to think of that at when you're in it because when you're in that trauma or you're in that emotion it can be really difficult to go oh hang on now this is what i know will calm me down or if i call this person or depressed or you're you know really highly emotional because something has a a post-traumatic stress has been triggered you're not going to be thinking you know I need to call this person you're going to go no one wants to hear from me like I'm in this alone and so creating those plans for myself you know my husband knew what my triggers were um particularly with a car accident and so if he could see me getting nervous in the passenger seat of a car, he would talk me through what I needed to do. And they were simple things, you know, smell your oils, put your headphones in and put on your guided meditation, look out the window instead of out the front of the car, um, you know, and he would ease off the brakes or he would back away from the car in front even more, whatever it was to put me back into a space where I felt safe once more. Um, and, you know, so having someone who knows those plans as well really can help you to move through what's happening at the time without you then becoming super reactive. 
you're able to respond instead. Hmm. I love all three of those because it feels like an upward cycle of, you know, I think we talk about self-care and self-love and self-acceptance and all of these things. But in my experience, particularly if there's trauma, there is no self to even care for at the start, right? Because we have Mm. become so enmeshed and have habits of codependence and have that kind of pattern of emotional dysregulation and, and, and kind of being hijacked through that, that there is actually no confirmed boundary of self. So even answering that question, Mm. like, what do you love? Like when there's no self, because the self has been disintegrated, which for women we're socialized to do. Like, it's not like this aberration. Like we've all had some level of, conditioning around who you who you need to be and which parts of you you need to shut off to to achieve that but it Mm -hmm. feels like in in setting the boundaries which I love my friend Nicole Perry always talks about just outer expressions of our inner limits then you're actually defining Mm. yourself through that process as well and then the more you define and have a sense of self the more you want to take care of it and honor it and that whole process of boundaries and self-care and um, and just trusting those inner knowing, I, I find over time, it's like even with my daughter who's four, how much I can lean into trusting her guidance system so as not to override that. Mm. Like we almost need to do ourselves more. We can honour those needs and care for those needs the more we start to be like, hey, I've got my own back here. I don't need someone else to come and save me anymore and like have my own back for Mm. me so I love that feels really important um to start with those boundaries and answering those questions of what do I actually really like to do and be so I wonder um I have to I have two last questions actually and I've loved this conversation so deeply but I guess from your perspective in your own journey and the, and the women that you work with, what do you think gets in the way of simplicity? Like what gets in the way of applying that concept practically? Feeling as though they have to be more, con- like constantly proving that they can do more or be more or be busier than somebody else. Um, that that comparison I think is the biggest one you know um, that yeah just gets in the way of you know if you say to someone do you have to do that and they're like well yeah and have you know all these reasons why but really if you look at like priorities and what's important to them um Perhaps they don't because they're doing these things for other people and which, you know, is okay as well. You know, we show up in service to other people, but there needs to be that balance of honouring, honouring the self. So I think that it's just being stuck in those old patterns and old beliefs of um, needing to prove your worth. So. Mm -hmm. yeah it's so profound the comparison thing I think I see it play out 
in business a lot um, where that patriarchal, mm. com- like we've been compared with others as a way to make us feel guilty and, and shamed and therefore stay in inaction and powerlessness, right? And so I think seeing how mm. other women carry that patriarchal thinking through business and with so much love and compassion for it, but also it pisses me off that like suddenly there seems to be a hierarchy instead of because that person has X amount of followers and that person has blah, 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 you know, instead of being like Mm. actually we all have our really own incredible unique brand of magic, actually we're all weaving it together Mm -hmm. and we're getting more power from the fact that we're weaving it together and we're celebrating each other's differences instead of being so hooked into the social nervous system conditioning of I need to be the same, which is like, You go right back to being Mm. a schoolgirl, right, of like I need to be same to be loved and actually retraining that of like we're all worthy, we're all valid, we're all like beyond metrics, we're all really important in this puzzle piece. It takes some serious work. (laughs) It does. It does indeed. So to finish off, I wonder, being the intuitive soul that you are, what you feel called to share maybe with someone who really has deeply had resonance with these concepts of simplifying and surrendering, what do you feel called to share with that person? Take it one step at a time. You know, the the old perfectionist tendencies or busyness can sort of swoop in there and feel as though I need to make all the changes now. I need to declutter my mind, my body, my house, my life, my, you know, my email all at once. Just take it one step at a time, one really tiny, slow step at a time, and it will all get to where it needs to get to. And there's no rush, there's no race. Um, take it slow. Mm, there's no race. I love that. And, and I guess celebrating the moments we do honour ourselves, like with a big party, mm. <laughs> internal party. Yep. Mm. Yep. Just be present for each and every one of those little tiny steps or little changes or, yeah acknowledging them accepting them um yeah being being in it receiving them I love it it's um one of my mentors Mm. talks about always priming the brain with like it's happening you know it's happening now it's happening Mm. it's happening it's not like somewhere off in the future it's like it's happening It's, Mm. it's moving and I'm doing it and yeah it just puts us in a different state I think yeah to witness and pay attention as you say I've loved I've Mm. loved that reminder and I so needed to hear it today so Emma thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your perspective and mostly your stories um you have potent work to do here and I'm so glad that you're doing it and sharing it with us thank you so much for having me on today it's been an absolute joy to chat to you Beautiful. And just before we end, where can people find you and hang out with you online? 
they can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Make Peace Lifestyle. Uh, I actually, at the end of last year, managed to wipe my website and went, do you know what? That was just supposed to happen. It was part of my simplifying process. Oh, where really? What a gift. I'm just operating. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen so, to me. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm super I'm excited just about that. I'm operating on there at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Make Peace Lifestyle, M-A-K-E-P-E-A-C-E. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you.